Here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, we like to talk about some linebackers. But is a linebacker good enough to be taken at 17, 32, 49 for the Pittsburgh Steelers? We'll talk about that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app, but especially finding the show on YouTube. If you see this video on YouTube, like the video if you enjoy it, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. Now, Steelers fans, we talked a little bit about linebackers in the last episode because... There were some good combine performances, and we all agree, I think, that linebacker is a position the Steelers should be looking at. And it turns out, after talking to a lot of the linebackers at the combine, they are looking at a lot of them. Several of them, I'd say, but almost two dozen, were interviewed by the Steelers, and it seems they're scouring to find their next linebackers. And so... I wanted to open up. We have our call lines that you guys, you know, you can always call 412-223-6644. It's our Locked On Steelers call line. You call that. Leave a voicemail with your name, where you're from. Keep your message under a minute. And then we try to get your question on the show to talk about the Steelers. And we had a person, Christian, from Pittsburgh asking about this linebacker class. Here's Christian. We'll get to a lot of other questions in the show. Hey, Chris, it's Christian from Southside Pittsburgh here. I've been listening for a few years and love what you're doing. Keep trucking. I guess my question is your opinion on the linebacker situation in relation to the draft. I guess meeting started, and I immediately heard that we have, like, 20 uh, interviews set up with linebackers. Um, I definitely think linebacker is a need. Um, But when I look at this linebacker class, I don't see that anyone's worthy of that first-round 17-overall pick. Um, I know in previous drafts we made it pretty clear who we want with Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris. Um, should I be concerned that the Steelers are going to reach for a you know, first-round linebacker when I don't think anyone's up enough for that pick? Let me know. Thank you. Thank you for your question, Christian. Appreciate you being a long-time Locked On Steelers fan. But let's, let's talk about that. Should you be concerned? First of all, let's always – be concerned about if the Steelers are going to look at look at positions and catch us off guard. There's been years where that certainly happened, but I agree with you. I don't think any of these players are top 17 pick worthy uh, when you stack them up against their their uh, their peers in other parts of this draft class. And I think that it puts the Steelers in a position where, again, I think they can comfortably wait till day two of the draft. And then go get their linebackers. And namely, uh, there's a, there's a lot of guys at the top here. A lot of people think Drew Sanders, the guy out of Arkansas, is the number one guy. A lot of people think Trenton Simpson could be the number one guy off the board when it comes to linebackers because he ran the fastest 40 time. He was blazing. Jack Campbell really tested well. I think he boosted his skill set. Noah Sewell out of Oregon. He's another guy that fits in really well. Uh, Tilto Henry 
uh, out of Alabama is another guy that everyone's looking at. DeMarvian Overshone, a guy that you could probably pick way back as far as the fourth round if you really wanted to. All of those guys fit there. But I agree with you. The Steelers should not be looking at linebacker at 17th overall. I would be interested to see. We've talked about the trade back options. Should they look at them if they trade back to the mid-20s, the late 20s? That could be a different, a different spot there. But linebackers, certainly a need. And I, I think that they, it's a need not just to get a good player there, but a good young player there so they can finally get that position settled. The Steelers haven't settled that position since Ryan Chazier's injury way back in 2017. And it's crazy to talk about that injury as if it was six years ago. But it's almost six years ago when you think about it because uh, it was in, what, November of that year. So... I'm I think it's crazy that it's that that the Steelers have, you know, it's it's taken this long to fix it. But, you know, Devin Bush looked like he was really good at first, got an injury, never got back to where he was. The Steelers need somebody there. Now, Miles Jack could be part of the answer as far as just the veteran guy who holds down the spot. Steelers still have to officially re-sign Robert Spillane to see if he's going to be back into the fold. And then you can at least have him and Mark Robinson as off-ball guys. But the question of how to handle Miles Jack is is interesting. We've talked about this before in the in the offseason here because, well, it's yeah, he's he's a big cap hit. If you look at the Steelers cap situation right now, we all know they're going to start making moves to clear out cap space. Well, Miles Jack is a guy for it's going to cost you 11.2 million against the cap and he's in the last year of his deal. Maybe you say if you're the Steelers, "Hey, can we find a way to extend you and stretch that out?" I think that's a fair question, but we got asked that question by one of by one of our listeners about Miles Jack and here's Parker from Indianapolis another fan of the show asking about Miles Jack's contract. Hey Chris, this is Parker from Indianapolis. Hey, my question is, uh, what are the chances that Miles Jack, if they can't re reconstructure his contract to uh, either trade or cut him, signs like a Tremaine Edmonds, and then also double dip and get in on the draft and draft like a Trent Simpson or Drew Sanders in the second round? Thank you. So it's a very good question, Parker. I do think that keeping a vet linebacker and drafting a rookie linebacker on day two is a very good situation for the Steelers to be in. Now, Tremaine Edmonds could be interesting. I, though, foresee that that could be a very competitive free agency market. We talked about that early in the offseason process when we were just getting out of the Steelers season is maybe he could be someone. Maybe, you know, maybe Terrell Edmonds can be like, hey, come on over to me. Let's, let's make this happen. And then all of a sudden they're uh, they're competing with uh um, they're, they, you know, they're, they're competing with other teams, but maybe they have an edge in the free agency market. If no one offers super duper dollars for Edmonds, maybe he can come in and play linebacker. But I think Miles Jack is a guy that they've liked how he's fit in. And I think that they like, you know, he has a good, he has a good attitude. He seems, I think he's a good leader. He had some injuries to deal with at the end of the season, but I think he's a guy that they like to have on the, on the boards. And I think that they want a veteran guy who's a starter, not just a veteran guy like Robert Spillane, who's more of a plug and play, like figuring, figuring that where he fits into the puzzle piece. Miles Jack is a is the piece. He's the guy that you want playing linebacker most most, most snaps in the game. I think you want a guy like that next to a rookie. I think that he actually did help Devin Bush improve a bit last year uh, over this past season. I think that he he helped him kind of settle in, and their rapport was a big part of what kind of helped the linebackers be better as a group. Now, Miles Jack, I think that he, I think that 
one, I think they should extend him to kind of stretch out that contract, maybe free up some some cap space this year and, and keep him around because I do think he's still a good player. But then they need to go get the athletic linebacker that can pair with him and move around, do the things that you were hoping Devin Bush would be able to do, make some interceptions, make some, you know, be, be faster, a sideline to sideline. And that's where I think Trenton Simpson could come in. That's where I think Jack Campbell could come in. I think Drew Sanders could come in. I, I think there's a lot of guys that you could put there and be comfortable with to say, hey, you know, emergency situation that this doesn't, this guy doesn't work out. You got still got Robert Spillane that you can plug back in there if all else fails. And I foresee the Steelers bringing back KZ. There's also talk about him wanting to come back and maybe even bringing back Terrell Edmonds. And maybe you're trying to work the sort of linebacker box safety situation that you did last year. But again, I think the, the plan here is, is finding that sweet spot in the second round, again, trading back could work uh, from either the 17th pick or the 32nd pick. But I think that linebacker, this is a class that there's some guys in the top of the class that I think would be really good fits for the way the Steelers play, especially Jack Campbell out of Iowa. He had a fantastic combine. I thought he ran. I thought he ran well. He moves well. He was explosive. And if you look at his tape, he's physical. He attacks the football. He makes good plays in, in, in pass coverage, good plays against the run. He seems to know where he's going. And I like that about him is when I see him playing, he's not looking lost and confused. He's attacking. He's being part of a scheme. And that's something the Steelers could want. And frankly, uh, you know, I, there's been several years where the Steelers have wanted to get a linebacker like that. And they've been gone because they, they they ranked too too far ahead in the draft class. This could be a great opportunity for the Steelers to capitalize on a position. They have not been able to get the guy that truly fit in with their organization for several years now. So, yes, I do think they should go after him. Great questions from both, both of our guys, Christian and Parker. But we got more questions that we're bringing right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. So don't go anywhere. You might get your question um, answered right here on the show. But first, before we do any of that, I'd love to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel and of course FanDuel is the number one sportsbook app in America if you go to FanDuel Sportsbook right now they have all the NBA action that you could want to play and they also have the no sweat first bet that gives you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win on your first bet for new customers with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained FanDuel lets you play your uh, makes you make player prop bets and gives you so many options to win plus FanDuel even lets you co- combine your bets for the better chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We just talked about linebackers. I, I want to answer a question that dips into a cu- part of the conversation that we had yesterday about offensive linemen, because that's still a very important need to address in this, in this class. And I'm going to talk about corners. I'm going to talk about defensive linemen, edge rushers, linebackers, and, and they are very important to hit on as well. But the Steelers have to get somebody, I think, for their offensive line just to boost them in the right direction. Tyler, I got a fan from all the way from College Station, Texas, had a question about some of the guys in this draft class and how they would fit into this to the Steelers line. Here's Tyler. Hey, Chris, this is Tyler from College Station, Texas. 
my question is, you know, I know we're looking to upgrade the, the left side of the offensive line uh, primarily, but if you're looking at some of these tackle prospects, you know, Darnell Wright, Dewan Jones, you know, they're more the big body right tackles. You wouldn't really put him as a, you know, a blind side, uh, you know, protecting left tackle. So, I mean, if the Steelers took one of these guys, do you think they move to the left tackle? Do you think they move Dan more inside? You know, how would you just see that kind of situation playing out? Uh, thanks, Chris. Have a good one. Thank you, Tyler, for your question. And man, there's so many ways I want to take. I want to go. There are things I want to address with this question as far as the Steelers' offensive line. One, I do think they should be looking at some of those bigger guys in the, at offensive tackle in the second round. Darnell Wright from Tennessee, Dewan Jones, though Dewan Jones of Ohio State did not test well at the combine, so there's going to be questions how he can rebound at his at his pro day. But Darnell Wright, I think another option. Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse, another guy the Steelers should be looking at and probably will be looking at in the second round. There, there's a bunch of guys there, but Tyler's right. A lot of these guys look more like the prototypical right tackle that is just the mauling, big bully guy that's going to you know block his butt off in the run and then be a decent pass protector. And that's I think that's where I think you, you could see some comparisons there. And of course, the Steelers' current situation right now is Chikuma Korfor, pretty solid at right tackle, not elite yet, but still getting there. He's 26 years old. He's still entering the prime of what's usually a lineman's career. Dan Moore Jr., fourth round, second year rookie. That was, you know, he's he's been on the struggle bus, and he's the guy that a lot of people want the Steelers to replace, which I get. And then you're and so you're thinking, well, wait a second. If you draft this guy, these guys that are styled to be right tackles, are you setting them up to, f- to fail by putting them at left tackle? And if you're a if you're a Steelers fan who's talked about this before, you know where I'm about to go with this, because then you're gonna say, well, hey. Why not just move Chooks to left tackle? He's not that aggressive in the run game. He's better at more in pass protection. That he and he has the right build. He's the size that you want. That could be a great fit. Thing is, I've been saying that. Alan Saunders has been saying that. Wes Euler's been saying that. I feel like everybody that talks about the Steelers has brought that up as an idea at some point over the last three some years. However long Chikuma Colford's been here, so I think he's been here five six years now. Feels like he's been here forever. But we've all been, we've at some point, we've all thought, oh, yeah, he'd be a better left tackle. And the Steelers keep him right there. And they've tried to put him there they, they, you know, for in short periods. It didn't work out. And then they put him back at right tackle. And that's what they went with. And I got to say, I, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, a little perplexed as to why it can't work for Chooks at left tackle. Because I also think Dan Moore Jr., he's more of that bully style of right tackle. You have a veteran now protecting Kenny Pickett in the pocket if you have Chooks on the left. And Dan Moore Jr. can go be his aggressive self and run block a little bit more. So to answer this question, yes, I would try to replace Dan Moore with it. And I would try to move Chooks to left. And I would, I'm going to keep advocating for that. I know it hasn't happened yet. And maybe this is me just yelling at the clouds. But come on, I just I feel like that that that, that could be a really good fit. The way that he plays, I know that Chooks can make that switch. I've talked to Chooks. He's a smart player. He would be able to make the make all the technical switches, and it is it isn't easy. There's a lot of there's a lot of things with just just your your reaction, your technique, the steps you have to take, the things you have to look for, the flipping of the positions. It's not as easy. There's some people it comes easy to, some people it doesn't. 
I think Chutes could handle it. I think it's something that the Steelers, you know, the Steelers should look at with offensive line coach Pat Meyer. I thought he did a very good job this year as far as handling the Steelers and getting them to be a better offensive line unit. Um, I think that this that him, him moving there would open the door for the Steelers to go get some of those more aggressive offensive tackles who block out there and go get guys. And, and again, if Chooks is a really solid offensive tackle on the left, you're you know you're maybe you get another guy for the interior, or you see if Kevin Dotson can become more consistent because as we did in our we showed in our grades, he had some really great games and some really bad games. But at the end of the year, they balanced each other out. So he was kind of right in the middle with, you know, the balance of good versus bad games and bad performances. And I think that if Kevin Dotson were to get sharper and more consistent, that could be a major asset to the Steelers because then if he can, if he can, doesn't have to have great games all the time, but if he's a solid contributor and it doesn't cost you as much, then maybe you can keep him around for not as expensive and you don't need to address that. But I still think it's worth at least drafting a guy to put the pressure on him and say, hey, Kevin, if you don't get it done, this guy behind you is going to get it. But Mason Cole at 26, James Daniels at 26, those guys, they're fine. I, I think that they're right where you want them to be. I think James Daniels did very well this year. I, I, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with you, you, Tyler. I think the Steelers need to go get one of those big mauling dudes and they got to figure it out with Chooks. Or maybe they say, hey, we'll teach one of these guys to be a left tackle and we'll work with that. And we'll, because I think if the Steelers, they're, you know, we've talked about them, they're about to be a very balanced offense that's going to be based in the run. I don't think they're going to be running all the time, every time, but they're going to put themselves in positions where I think it takes the pressure off of Kenny Pickett to have to lead all the time and to have to do everything. I think it's going to be a really good uh, chance for the Steelers to say, hey, let's build up this offensive line for the future. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, this run game that they want to build. Maybe they get a tight end. I want to talk about tight ends later this week. So if you've been thinking about drafting tight ends, don't worry. I have two. I just want to do some do, doing more film studying on those guys because that's not exactly a position I've been studying so much. So my apologies to those who are waiting on a tight end topic on this show. But I like to talk about things that I feel like I'm in the know and I understand. I don't like to just throw off the cuff. But anyways, back to this offensive line situation. I'm right with you, Tyler. If the Steelers go and get a guy, they need to be physical. Um, I, and, and Or if they if they get a pass protecting left tackle, that's fine. You just hope that Chooks can kind of get it. But one thing I think to remember with Chooks is it takes time. I think linemen mature differently than skilled players. You don't get your kind of your old man strength until later in your career, at least for a lot of different guys. Remember, even on the defensive side of the ball, look at Cam Hayward's career. He was always really good. You liked him, but he wasn't the dominant force he was until he started to figure it out in his late 20s. And now and then now it just feels like he's been like this for so long. But don't be spoiled because of that, because it took him time to get there. It took Stephon Tewitt time to get there. And I think that that's where Chikuma core for is. I'm not saying that he's on their level as far as an offensive lineman to their capabilities as defensive lineman. But I think that as he's getting into his late 20s, he was 25 this past year. I think he could be a guy that becomes a lot stronger, a lot sharper. He has what five years of playing experience and he's 26 years old. That's pretty good. And I think that if he continues to grow, that's going to be a major asset to the Steelers. So um, that's why I think that they're, they're willing to keep paying him because they think they see a lot of growth in him coming. He's the right size. He obviously works with the team. I think that that's part of the plan, but 
That doesn't mean that they shouldn't go get talented offensive linemen if they're on the board. Don't let your current roster dictate you not getting a very good player if you think that they're the player for your team in the right spot, unless it's, you know, you're getting a really good trade offer that's going to give you other looks there. But again, trade offers, that's a big part of what we've been talking about. There's another question I want to get to that deals with trade offers. And I want this, I'm I'm going to use that to kind of delve into more of the calculations that need to go into it as far as what the Steelers could get or need to do to make a trade happen uh, early in the early stages of this NFL draft. We'll get to all that in just a minute. So stay tuned right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our discussion here in our mailbag episode where we've got lots of questions. Our last question, though, comes from our man Eric out in San Diego who wants to talk about some trades in the NFL draft. Here's Eric. How you doing, Chris? My name is Eric Rios. I live in San Diego, California. And my question is, what is the likelihood of the Steelers trading down with the San Diego, uh, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, or the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys picking up a third and a fifth round pick and uh, picking up more uh, players. Uh, I just wanted to know what you think about that, and um, I just wait to hear your answer. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Bye. Eric, you are singing my song. You are doing everything right there. Mm, wow, right there. I, I want the Steelers to trade back in this draft class, unless, unless, unless – someone crazy falls to him. Like if Broderick Jones is sitting there at 17, okay, don't trade back. Go get that guy. It's like Devin Witherspoon or, or Christian Gonzalez are sitting there. Okay, go get that guy. I I, I feel you. Uh, for all those who, who might be thinking, oh, what about Jalen Carter? He's not falling that far. I know there was another report that said, oh, he's not a top 10 pick. That is major cap. If I wore hats, I would wear a cap right now and then say Jalen Carter's falling down out of the top 10 because it's not happening. Anyways. Back to the back to Eric's question. Yes, they should be trading down now. Uh, interesting li- list here. You got the Chargers. You got the Giants. Um, uh, you look, looking at some of those guys, I think you also said the Cowboys. Those were the three teams that that, that you looked at there. Now, here's where I'm going to go with this. Now, again, we've we've used the draft tech chart to go at where the value is for different things that the Steelers could do here. Now, the draft tech value chart is again just something that. It's a point system that's kind of been tabulated by past NFL trades to say like, hey, this this pick is usually about this worth this many points versus this pick that's worth this many points. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to trade draft picks, this is how you compute out, you know, what draft picks will get you what. So you're not just saying, oh, yeah, I can trade a first for four second round picks. That's not how it works. So let's get to. Um, let, let, let's let's look let's look at this a little bit. So again, the draft tech chart has the Steelers slated with 950 points for the 17th overall pick in this draft class. So trading down from there, if you're looking at the Chargers who are at the 21st pick overall, the Giants who are at the 25th pick pick overall, or the Cowboys at 26th overall, the Chargers pick is worth about 800 points. The Giants pick is worth 720 points. The Cowboys pick is worth 700 points. So you're looking at differences of 150 of uh, math is a problem, 230 and 250. So those are the differences there. So if you're looking at picks there and you brought up Eric, uh, the question of a third rounder, if you're looking at third round picks, the Steelers, if you're looking at the, with the, with the chargers, 
only 150 points. It would have to be a late, a late third rounder. And looking at the current draft chart now, it would be very close. They have one, they have one pick at 85 that's valued at 165. So that is a trade that could happen. Uh, the Giants sitting there, if you wanted a third round pick for trading, trading back. Um, that's a pick where I think the Steelers would be in a very good situation. In fact, they would they could even get a little bit more, maybe a, a, a third round pick and a fourth round pick, or a third round pick and a fifth round pick. That could be in the in in the works there if they move the way down. Uh, again, the Cowboys, 250 point difference. You could you could be able to probably give them a move and get their second round pick. Just looking at where it at, their second round picks valued at 320. So uh, that would be that would still that would be a little that'd be a little much if you wanted to go for their second round pick. But their third round pick, you can get a third, a fourth, and a fifth from them. So uh, again, going back to the reasoning for Eric's question. All three of those are very doable that you could get according to the draft tech charts that, I, that, that, we, that we typically use. You could get third round picks, third combines with fourths and fifths. You might even be able to squeeze in a second there if you try to flip something else out. And again, I think the Steelers should be maximizing as much as they can on the day two value of this NFL draft for how deep it is. And that's where I think this this makes a whole lot of sense. Again, I'm not saying just automatically pass up. Like you wait till the 17th pick comes around. Don't just trade it away at the start of the draft. You wait till you what who you can get. And if you know what, if none of the people that you feel are run up to the podium guys are there, then you take you then you say, all right, who wa- who wants this pick and how much can you get for it? And again, I think that the, the this key is to get some key day two picks. But also, I don't think it's it would be. Uh, smart for the Steelers to ignore the possibility of adding some day three picks. If you have, if you've been following along, the Steelers have one pick in the first round, two picks in the second round, one pick in the third round, one pick in the fourth round, but no picks in the fifth or sixth rounds. They have two in the seventh. So if the Steelers are sitting there and they're saying, Hey, we want to add some day three value there and see who all we could get. That makes a lot of sense. So, I think that's something absolutely that Eric's onto that Omar Khan will be looking at. And Omar Khan even basically said about, especially about the 32nd overall pick, that that's another spot the Steelers could trade down for. Uh, you know, he, he was asked straight up at the combine by one of our, one of our writers from the city saying like, Hey, if you're sitting there and the first round ends, you have that 32nd overall pick and someone wants that quarterback that wasn't drafted or someone wants that player really bad. And they come in with, here's a second, here's a third, here's a fourth. You, you know, how do you entertain those calls? Do you entertain those calls? If you guys see, it's like, Oh yeah, we know the phones might, will probably light up and we're ready for that. So I do think that that's a, that's a position where the Steelers need to be ready. And I think they will be ready. I think the Steelers are very much eager to make some aggressive move. Omar Khan, we've already seen him trade away, chase Claypool and get really great value for that second round pick that he got from the bears. What will he do next? That's what we're going to wait and see. I'm very intrigued to see how he defines his time as a Steelers GM with his first NFL draft process. That'll be coming up here. So all that being said, lots to get into. We'll be continuing to go over combine results versus draft class movings uh, and other positions that we can talk about right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for joining us here, by the way, on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I cover all things uh, Post-Gazette. Also, if you're wondering what my background is now, I'm now in Greensboro, North Carolina, so I'm, I'm still on the move, not back at home, but I'm covering the ACC tournament. So you all, if, you, if you're very interested in ACC coverage, especially Pit basketball, go to the post-gazette.com to catch up my work there. But if you want to hear my Steelers talk, you catch me here on 
the Locked On Steelers podcast that you can find again on all podcasting apps and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. Thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. I'll be back tomorrow with more right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast talking more about your Pittsburgh Steelers.